been too good to us, isn't he? Amen. So good to have you tune in today. Thank you for all that you're doing, your prayers, and for staying sane and, and connecting with one another and, and, and doing the best that you can. I know that we're, uh, we're all just waiting for this to be over. Amen. Bless God. Hopefully it's much sooner than later. Amen. Because we miss everybody. Amen. And so thank you for your continued giving, uh, supporting the kingdom of God. We know God blessing you in this time, providing for you because he is our provider. Amen. And so uh, you can give online. You can give uh, through texting. You can mail it in. People, We have people mailing it in, giving online, texting. And so thank you for that continued giving to the kingdom of God. Amen. And we can turn to the scripture today, Genesis, the 26th chapter. And we started reading in verse 15. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Aren't you thankful for the well of the Holy Ghost, that it springs forth out of us, that we don't have to go to a certain place, we don't have to go to Abraham's well or Jacob's well and draw water from there, but we have that well inside of us that we just need to release it in our situation. I want to preach to you from this title today, The Source of Sunday. The Source of Sunday. Amen. You may be seated. One of the most labor-intense jobs is digging a hole, grabbing a shovel, slamming it into the ground, then putting your foot on it and, and pressing your weight on it as best as you can. We'll be able to dig better holes after this quarantine is over because uh, putting on that COVID weight helps get that shovel deeper down into the ground. Um, and so we want that shovel all the way down there because we know that we have to pull that dirt out with our arms and with our back muscles, and it is very labor-intensive, and uh, if you've dug wells or dug holes before, you know it'll zap your energy really quick. Uh, and then imagine repeating that process a hundred times or so, and then you've got a hole in the earth that you created, that you personally dug. Uh, and depending on how long you, you dug, depends on how big the hole is and how much uh, effort you really put into it. But can you imagine digging a hole for 20 years? Digging the same hole for 20 years. What, what kind of hole would you have? How deep would it be? What do you think that you would find in that hole? If you did it down here, you'd probably have an ocean in your backyard. Uh, but in 1970, 
somebody started digging a hole and they dug it for 20 years and this is what it looks like that picture put that picture up for me this is what the well that hole looks like after 20 years of digging impressive isn't it man what a what a beautiful work there all that hard work and it's just a looks like a steel lid with some bolts on it uh, all that work and that's all they have to show for it a rusty metal lid I I think I've seen that on the sidewalk somewhere walking downtown or something but if you take that lid off right there if you uncover that you will uncover a hole that is over 40,000 feet deep 40,000 feet into the earth is what is under that hole right there the Soviets dug that hole they wanting to learn more about what's underneath the surface and its official name is Cola super deep borehole Cola super deep borehole if you want to look that up it's that's a really impressive name I know uh, it inspires you uh, to want to dig a hole but the informal name the informal name to that is called the well to hell the well to hell being 40,000 feet deep it is the deepest borehole in this earth and if you found out if you happen to found out find out that one of your crazy aunts or uncles died and they didn't make it into the the cut into heaven and were sent to purgatory you might wanted to make a purgatory payment to, to help pay off their get out of hell card uh, and so you would go to the well of hell and you would drop your lucky penny in there sending it down there to them and it would take around 13 minutes for that penny to hit the bottom of that hole and to reach your uncle down there uh, and then you hope you would have to hope and pray he doesn't spend the money that you're giving him at the purgatory snack shop instead of paying off his debt but for the record as you can imply uh, we obviously do not believe in purgatory it is a, a made-up belief system uh, to sham it's not biblical but I would say that it it does seem to be a good fundraiser for the Catholic Church because man they got some nice buildings all those purgatory payments are going somewhere and uh, maybe we need to look into that. Um, and so there's so much that lies beneath the surface. But the only way that we'll ever find out is if you grab a shovel and you start digging. And you need to remove the surface layer that is created by the winds of this world that carries the sand and the dust and the debris and it piles it on and it covers the things of this earth day after day, week after week, year after year. That is why the things that are uh, from centuries ago are buried beneath the surface because this wind uh, of this world covers everything up uh, from dust to dirt. And so if you are not watchful, if you aren't paying attention pretty soon, what you had could be covered up and buried beneath the surface. But one of the most fascinating discoveries that the scientists had made 
while Russia was digging Kola was at the depth of four miles, four miles down, 25,000 feet or so, 20,000 feet or so, there was a layer of granite rock. Now, I know many people have the granite countertops, and that's nice, but imagine the granite, how thick and strong it is, four miles compressed beneath the earth. Uh, and, and so they found there, four miles down, uh, layers of granite rock that they say had been thoroughly fractured. Thoroughly fractured, meaning it was fractured uh, into pieces. The granite was crushed, and the granite is filled with water. Four, thousand, or four miles down, the granite rock is crushed, and it's filled with water. And they said that this water is not water from the surface. It's not surface water. But they said that this water must have come from even deeper inside the earth somewhere. Somehow this water came and it, it, it crushed this granite and it filled uh, the spaces that it created. They, they found water four miles deep into the earth and they are not sure exactly where this water came from and they are marveled and they don't understand where but let me tell you sometimes the things that marvel the scientists and and the questions they have the answers can be found in the word of God because the Bible does mention waters from the deep Genesis 7 and 11 says, in the 600th year of Noah's life, the, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were also opened up. And when we imagine the flood, we imagine it raining for 40 days as it did. But the Bible also says that that's not the only place that the waters came from. It didn't just come from the sky, but there are fountains in the great deep parts of the earth that were broken up and the waters came out of the earth. And so uh, waters from the deep came springing up. And uh, maybe in my opinion, uh, maybe that's the reason that the granite that is four miles deep in the earth uh, that was thoroughly fractured and it is filled with water because of the great deep fountains that reside beneath the surface. But it could just be a coincidence, but what science has found and has admitted is that there is water deep down in the earth that they don't know where it came from and it's different than the water from the surface and somehow it's down there over four miles deep and and the only way uh, to get to it is you're going to have to dig to get to that water. You're going to have to dig to the depths till you find that water. Dig till you find the fountains of the great deep and till it starts springing forth in your life. And that's how you can find and get access to the water beneath the surface is you have to dig. Before the modern era when people wanted to get water, they didn't go to the faucet and turn it on, and they didn't go to the fridge and push the lever in, and it filled their cup with chilled water. If they wanted water, they had to go find the water. 
they had to go to where the water was. And if there was a stream nearby, that's where their water source was. Or maybe it was a lake or a river. If they were too far from the surface water, then the only other option for them to find water would be they would have to dig. Dig down beneath the surface and dig down to find the water uh, below. They would have to dig a well deep enough to find the water and they can pull it out of the earth. Scripture tells us that Abraham dug wells and he had multiple wells. He needed water to give to his flocks and to his herds. And there wasn't a river that was close by. And so instead of uh, uh, carrying water from miles and miles away, Abraham decided, well, I'm just going to dig, dig down and create my own source of water and tap into the water that's beneath the surface. And so Abraham dug until he found water. And he kept digging and he kept digging. He found water. He says, yes, there's water here. Let's just not stop at one well, but let's keep on digging. Let's dig more wells. Keep on digging. We need as much wells as we can because water is a source of life and strength. And I don't want my well to run dry. And so I'm going to dig another well. And after that, we'll dig another well and keep on digging. Why? Because we need to get access to the water that springs up and gives us life. So Abraham was well acquainted with the waters of the deep. Obviously, it wasn't the waters that were four miles down, but he dug deep enough to find the water where he was at. And he knew that if he pushed aside the things on the surface, if he pushes aside the dirt and the debris, and if he, he, he casts that away and he knows that he can dig down, uh, if he takes the time to dig, he would find water. Water that will sustain him, water that would keep him, and water that would be flowing whenever I needed to get to it. But the one person that Scripture doesn't mention having wells is Lot. Doesn't talk about wells that Lot digged. And yet, Lot was with Abraham. We're not sure if, if Lot was there when Abraham was digging these wells or they had already parted their ways. Uh, but Abraham was with Lot, and the Bible only declares that Abraham had wells. Never mentions anything about Lot and his wells. But Scripture says that when they were getting ready to split, Abram and Lot... Bible says that Lot looked up and he saw the well-watered plains of Jordan. He looked up and he saw green foliage and he saw, uh, maybe he saw some puddles of water or some streams or something, but he obviously saw that there was water nearby, near the surface that fed this uh, foliage and fed all these trees and, and provided the green pastures for his his animals to go to and so I see green and therefore I see water and I know water is there and so Lot says that's where I'm gonna go the well-watered plains of Jordan that place will sustain me and that place will keep me and my flocks alive but as time passed 
we find Lot no longer living in the plains of Jordan, no longer living out there, but now we find him, he's got a condo or a townhouse inside Sodom. He moved from the well-watered plains of Jordan, and now he's taking up residence inside the city, living there. And what happened? Where, where, why, why this transition? Why this move from the well-watered plains? I mean, if you're a shepherd, if you've got flocks, uh, that's where you'd want to live, out in the pasture, in the, in the wilderness. Uh, you can't be a farmer and live in the city. They... Uh, the city ordinances would not allow that. And so staying out into the well-watered plains of Jordan would seem to be the best place for Lot, especially growing up with Abram, and that's how he lived. So what happened out there that caused Lot to move in? Could it be that the surface water dried up? that it was no longer the well-watered plains of Jordan that uh, the waters dried up, and, or, or, or maybe his flock uh, uh, over ate the place and it could not keep up, or, or for whatever reason uh, it is, uh, Lot ends up in Sodom because he depended on the surface water out there. And we know that surface water does not always last. It'll sustain you for a time period, but there can come times uh, that it's there one day, and then the next day the water is gone. The water went back down deep into the earth and uh, went down there, and Lot did not want to take the time to dig down beneath the surface and to get water for himself to find his own source of life, to find his own source of strength, and to tap in to the fountains of the great deep. He could have easily done it because Abraham did it, and Abraham did not live in the well-watered plains of Jordan because they had separated. And so wherever Abraham went off to, he decided, hey, I've got to dig down, and I've got to get some wells. i got to tap into the water that's deep beneath the surface. Otherwise, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to survive on my own, only depending upon the surface water. And so I've got to dig deep down and find my own well. And so instead of digging a well and still residing out in the plains, Lot decided, I'm just going to move into Sodom. Sodom has their own well. I don't have to dig. I can just turn on my faucet there in my condo, and I'll get water, all the water that I need. And so they have water on tap. They already have wells that are dug in the city. I don't have to go very far that I can drink from, and I can find my source of strength and life from the waters of Sodom. No sense in digging my own well if Sodom has a well. And what happens is, is that people don't take the time to dig their own well. And they will go where the crowds are because the crowds are not going to take the time to dig their own well either. And so they 
move from place to place to finding the easiest way, finding the easiest uh, place to get water. They're looking for the water uh, handouts, and they will move from experience to experience, from place to place, instead of taking the time to dig, taking the time to remove the surface and to peel back the dust and the debris and, and dig for the waters that are beneath the surface under your feet. No matter where you go on the earth, I believe that if you dig deep enough, you will find water. And so water is available to everybody, but uh, only those that are willing to dig a well will find it deep down and sustain themselves. You, you can get your water from Sodom because Sodom will always have water. It's easy access. It satisfies the flesh, but it will cost you in the end. Or you can dig a well like Abraham did and say, I'm not going to depend on Sodom to supply me my water. I'm going to tap into the fountains that are deep down in the earth, and I can have my own well that I can draw from. I, I don't need somebody else to bring me water. As soon as you do that, you become dependent on those people. If you're, le if you're le needing somebody else to bring you water, then you become dependent upon them, and eventually you can become a slave to that person because they are providing you water and sustenance. If they control your water source, then they will eventually control you. And so Lot decided, I'm not going to dig my own well. I'll just go to Sodom and drink from their well. But Abraham said, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to depend on the world for my water or my, to sustain me. I want to have my own source. I want to have my own connection to the waters that are in the earth to supply my needs. And so Abraham dug wells, and he dug many wells to keep him and his flocks alive. And Abraham is our father in the faith, and he was a blessed man. He followed after God and kept his word, and, 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 and God poured out blessings upon Abraham, and he, he promised his son Isaac, and uh, his, his, God promised him a son, and finally Isaac came around. And when Isaac grew up, he had to seek out his own experiences with God. He had to have a relationship with God all by himself. And yeah, he, he, he knew about God from Abraham, but he could not lean upon Abraham's relationship to get him through. He had to discover God for himself. And how foolish would it have been for Isaac to live off the experiences of his father and to say, I don't need to build altars to worship God because my dad built an altar. And I'll just use my dad's altar. And I don't need to, to dig a well or I'll just go to my dad's uh, well and, and draw water from that. It's, I'll just believe that that is good enough for me. But uh, eventually Isaac understood the importance of having that connection, having that relationship with God and, and being connected to his own life source. Because in Genesis 26 and 15, for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with the earth. 
the Philistines are the enemies of God's people. And today the Philistines represent our flesh. Because the carnal flesh is enmity with God. Our flesh does not desire the things of God. Our flesh does not desire the things of the Spirit. Our flesh is only satisfied by the things of this carnal world. And our flesh will be satisfied by the waters of Sodom. But our spirit will not be satisfied from that. Our spirit is saying, no, you have to dig your own well. You need to tap into the wells of the living water that is beneath the surface of this world. You cannot depend on the wells of this world, but we have to dig our own well and sustain our spirit through our own digging. And as the Philistines filled in the wells that Abraham had dug, so too does our flesh try to fill in the wells to the Spirit. We know the, the devil is our enemy, but even a greater foe that we deal with every single day is this flesh. Because this flesh and the Spirit are at enmity with one another. They're warring against one another. And as the Philistines filled in Abraham's wells, uh, so too does our flesh want to fill in the wells that we have dug that gives us access to that living water beneath the, the, beneath the surface. And so it works to fill in our spiritual well. It does what it can to fill in our well, to take a shovel. Maybe it's just a little bit a day walking by and just pouring in a handful of dirt into our well. But every single day, our flesh is going to war against the Spirit, and it's going to try to fill in the wells that we have dug uh, that connects us to the Spirit of God. A shovel of dirt here, uh, a little here, a handful of here, of dirt here. And if we're not careful, if we're not watching, if we don't show up and inspect our well every single day, then we wouldn't even know that our well has been filled in. We may not even know that the water has dried up because the earth has been poured in and, and, and the well and the waters are sinking down into the, to the earth. And so uh, your well could be filled in because that's what your flesh wants to do. If we don't ever crucify our flesh, if we don't ever fast meals and say, I'm coming against you, flesh, I'm, I'm trying to crucify this body, uh, the flesh is always trying to dump dirt into our well and to drown out the spirit and to cut off that connection to the spirit of God and if we only feed our flesh and if we don't feed our spirit and what's happening is our well is getting filled in and if we allow our flesh to fill in our wells of water then we have only one option left to get water, and that would be from Sodom, from the carnal cities of this world. If we don't dig our own well, then our own flesh will lead us to water, and that water will cost us in the end. And so 
what do we do? What do we, what do we do? What do we, we have to do what Isaac did. And, and even though Isaac uh, technically did not dig his own wells, he did dig, redig his father's well. He said, no, we got to get, we got to get access to this water again. And we see in verse 18, and Isaac digged again the wells of, of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. So the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And so if we put in the effort to dig, if we pick up a shovel and we make that effort to dig, we will find water because it is down there somewhere. There are fountains of the great deep waiting for somebody to say, just give me a shovel. It's gotten a little bit dry in my home, a little dry in my life. I need to go out to the, to the garage and grab that shovel and start digging again. We got to get this water going back up in my life. Give me a shovel. The world has tried to dry up my soul, and my flesh is trying to add dirt into my spirit, and I don't see any water around, and so I've got to dig again, dig again those wells that I used to have, the wells that were once flowing through the Spirit and, and, and that connection, that relationship, that walk that I used to have with God, if we don't have that anymore, then that means that there's some earth, some dirt has been poured into that well. If we're not living like we used to live and we've backslidden, then that just means there's more dirt in our well than there is water because we've allowed our flesh to fill it in. And we don't have to tell our flesh to do it. It's going to do it automatically. Every day the flesh is going to walk to our well and dump a bucket of dirt in there. But we have to dig that out through uh, prayer and through fasting and, and through consecration and, 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 and reading the Word of God. Those are our tools. Those are our shovels to help dig out that, that dirt and to make our well even deeper. One effect that COVID-19 has had on the people of God is that it's closed off our watering hole, if you will, where we gather together in this place. And we have great spiritual moves of the Holy Ghost and, and God shows up every week and, and we all get touched and we all get refreshed and we all get renewed in the spirit and, and we all leave here soaking wet because it's a watering hole. We're all bringing our buckets and we're dumping them out and the rivers of living water are flowing out of us here on Sundays and Thursdays when we meet. But what COVID-19 has done is has closed off our watering hole. People could have showed up, and, and maybe they did. Hopefully they haven't, but uh, people in the past could have showed up to church on Sunday. Their, their souls dry as driftwood, 
not having prayed a prayer all week and not even opened up their Bible and read a single verse all week long and, and they could have come to the watering hole to Sunday church and they could re leave renewed and refreshed and wow, I feel great and what an awesome time it is and I, I feel the best that I do, uh, I feel on Sundays. Why? Because we're, we're refreshed and we're renewed again. But, but now COVID-19 has closed off our watering hole. Now we haven't met for six weeks. But maybe God is taking this time to give us a revelation of where our water is coming from. Where is our source of life coming from? Has our source been Sunday and we get what we need on Sunday to get us through the week. And so, therefore, we've developed this lifestyle where, where we, we know that Sunday's coming and we'll feel better on Sunday because my source of strength is on Sunday. But, but what happens when Sunday is closed? What happens when your source is shut off and we no longer meet like we used to meet, either we have a well of our own that we really, Sundays are great. I'm not trying to diminish Sundays, but uh, if Sundays is our source and our only connection to God, then we're probably hurting right now because we haven't met for six weeks. If you haven't been sustained uh, since then, and I know this is we're still meeting virtually online, and I, and I know this is... It's different, but at least it's something. But we know it's not the same as it used to be. But uh, if our source of water and strength only came on Sunday, then we're really dry right now. And so either we have our own well that is tapped into the spirit that we we don't necessarily need Sundays in order to live. Why? Because we go to the well on Monday. And on Tuesday, we get up and we go to that well again and get some more water. Wednesday comes around and the week is dragging along, but that's okay. I know Sunday's coming, but I, I can't wait till Sunday. I got to go to my own well and I got to tap into that water of the living water of the Spirit. And so either we have our own well or we're dehydrated and we're dying right now because we haven't taken the time to dig our own well. Or maybe we have a well, but the Philistines have filled it in in these six weeks. Or maybe we haven't maintained our well uh, as best as we could, and so our flesh has filled it in, and, and we've been uh, watching more and doing more things that are feeding the flesh as opposed to removing the dirt from our well. And so maybe God is taking this time, a moment of grace to his church to say, hey, look, you need to look where your water is coming from. Where is the source of your strength? Is it, 
Is it from Sunday or is your source from elsewhere? Or uh, is your source from your own personal well that nobody can take away? That the governor cannot shut down your personal well. Why? Because it's dug inside your home. It's dug inside your prayer closet. It's dug inside your house. And uh, yeah, we're not meeting here at this watering hole, but that's okay. I've dug my own well at my own place. And I can still drink from the water. I can still feel the power of God in my home every time I get down and pray. Why? Because that well is not dry. It's still flowing and I'm keeping it flowing and and sacrificing and crucifying the flesh and, and getting my shovel and digging that dirt out and trying to dig it even deeper while we have the time. So it's time that we grab that shovel again. It's time that we do some digging. We have to work out our own salvation, as Scripture says. And that means you have to dig your own well and drink from your own water source because that's the only thing that's going to sustain you in times like this. And who knows, this might be a precursor for something greater to come or worse to come. Uh, and God's just given us this time, hey, you guys need to get your things in order and figure out where your well's coming from because I, I personally believe that the rapture of the church is not going to happen Sunday at 1145 like we all wanted to. Why? Because God knows people show up on Sunday where Sunday is their only source of life and strength. And so maybe God's going to show up and rapture his church out of here sometime during the week. Why? He's going to go to the people who've already got that well dug that are digging there, that are sitting there and, and enjoying those, the water that is springing up out of their own soul. Why? They're not dependent on on Sunday. Sunday is not their source, but they had that own relationship with God, and that is how we are going to work out our salvation. We've got to get in touch with God ourselves. We can't show up and say, hey, give me some water. I'm a little dry. No, here's a shovel, and we got to dig our own well. That's the only way we can sustain and make it in this life is if we have our own shovel and our own well. Musicians, if you would come. We have to dig our own well so that we can drink from our own well because you never know when the doors of the church are closed. And once we have a well, once you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you've repented of your sins, you've uh, received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, you've been born of the water and of the Spirit, that gets that, that, gets that river flowing from out, from out of your belly. That source is the Holy Ghost, and once we have that, we have to maintain that connection. We have to guard that well of life because without that well of life, without the Spirit flowing out of us and without us being filled with this Spirit, then we are none of His. If we don't have the Spirit of Christ, we are none of His, and our flesh does not like that spirit inside of us. And so every day that flesh tries to put a shovel of dirt inside that well that we have. And if we aren't, if we aren't looking after, if we aren't maintaining our well, then this, well, this world will try to fill it in. 
Our flesh will try to fill it in. We have to be there. We have to keep that water flowing. We have to keep that well primed. If you're new to the church, you need to be a well digger. And if you've been in the church for 20 years, you still need to be a well digger because this does not end. Once you, the longer you've been in church, no. The longer you've been in church, the more wells we should have. The deeper our wells should be. We should not have these shallow wells, but we should have deep wells because deep calls unto deep and there are deep waters deep fountains in the earth as soon as we stop being a well digger our access to the water will be cut off because of our flesh because of the things of this world Matthew 25 tells us a parable that Jesus says in the, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. But they were full, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They that were wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. They were all together. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. And then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. They all did the same thing. They all had lamps. They all trimmed their lamps, the wicks. The foolish said unto the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps have gone out. This is such a heart-wrenching parable that Jesus tells about the kingdom. Note that everyone had a lamp. And they all knew that the bridegroom was coming. They all knew he was coming. And they all looked apart. They all dressed apart. All of their lamps were cleaned. But when the time came, the five wise virgins had oil because they had access to their own source said, I'm not going to depend on external circumstances to provide my oil. I've got to bring my own oil. The five foolish were with the wise, but the foolish ones did not have their own oil. And they said, give us some of your oil. And the wise said, no, it's my oil. You need to work out your own salvation. You can't have my oil. You got to have your own oil. You can't have my water. You got to have your own water. So the five foolish said, Quick, let's go back to the watering hole and get some because I don't have any oil in my lamp. Because I get my oil on Sundays and the bridegroom showed up and it's not Sunday. It's not Monday when I still have some left. But it was later on in the week. And so I've been running dry, but I know that Sunday's coming. But what if the bridegroom comes before Sunday? If your source is Sunday, 
then you will be like the five foolish virgins who says, hold up, don't, don't come just yet because Sunday hasn't come. But we haven't met on Sunday in six weeks. And so where is our source? Hopefully you've got the revelation by now and have examined your own life and your own walk with God. Because this is a moment of grace that God has given us for us to examine ourselves, examine our hearts, examine our spirit, examine our well, examine our lamp. Where is our source from? And to figure it out, if, if, if we get our oil and water from Sunday or if we are digging and drawing from our own well, then we'll be ready for the bridegroom to come. Let's not take this time of quarantine for granted. God is trying to teach his church in this time, and we don't know when this time will be lifted. But one thing we do know that you do know is that we haven't met on Sunday for six weeks. And you know the condition of your well. You know if there's still water in that well or not. And you know if, there, if there's dirt in there. And you know if you're dry. You know if, if you haven't spoken in tongues in a long time. And you know if you are being carnal. And, and you know your current status. And so what I would say to everyone today is to grab a shovel and do some more digging this week. Maybe you need a fast. We should fast a day this week. I shouldn't have to tell you to fast because you should be on guard on your own well and say, my flesh is filling too much dirt in. I got to do some fasting. I got to push back this carnality and I got to fast. But uh, we need to do a fast this week as a church and maybe do two days next week because we, who knows when this is going to end. But we do know that we need to get access to that spirit. We need to let those rivers begin to flowing out again into our lives. Because we can't be dependent on Sunday. Our source cannot be Sunday. Because Sunday is closed. We have taken this time to, to teach our girls. Because we got to teach them their schoolwork now. Created some kind of, some kind of schedule maintain our our sanity and their sanity as well and so our, our our time with the girls as they get up and we have breakfast with them and then before we do the class activities we always uh, take the time we sit down together and we read the Bible we read a, a story from their Bible and uh, we take a, a few moments to pray it's not for us because we have our own wells and the 10, 15 minutes we do with them is not going to give me what I need for my well and my life. But we're doing that to teach the girls that, girls, you need your own well. And it's, it's so touching to see and to hear when the, they, the mornings are rough and going crazy and, 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 and we... We tell them, okay, it's time to start our church, uh, time to start our activities and class activities. But then they say, we, we haven't prayed yet. We, we haven't read the Bible yet. 
So at three years old, they know that we got to read our Bible every day and we got to pray every day. And that as a parent is one of the greatest things that I can teach your, our, our children is girls, Everly, Ellery, you got to have your own well. You got to learn how to dig that well every day because there comes a day when the watering hole is closed and the church is shut down. And if, and if we don't have access to our own well, then we're going to dry up. We're going to dehydrate and we're going to suffer. And we could miss out on the bridegroom's return because we're waiting on Sunday because Sunday has become the source of our strength, the source of our spiritual walk with God. And the really the source of Sunday is not Sunday, but the source comes from Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. The source comes from our own wells because we bring our wells, we bring our buckets to here and we pour out the water that we've collected. And that's why there's so much water here. That's why there's such a move of God here is because we're all dumping the buckets of water from our own wells and everybody gets flooded, everybody gets touched, but that's not the source of it all. The source of it is the wells that we've dug in our homes and our prayer lives. And so if you haven't dug in your dug your wells, if you're not sure, we need to get down on our knees and we need to repent of our sins and ask God to, to cleanse us. Get rid of all this filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. God, show us, God. Lead us to your well again. Let the waters begin to flow again. Come on, if, you, if, you, if your well is prime, it's time to begin to worship God. It's time to lift up the name of Jesus. Let those, that well water begin to spring out. If you haven't, you need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You need to wash out that old person. You need to get that Holy Ghost access to the well of God. Come on, let's begin to worship Him. Oh, God, search me today. Search my heart. Search my well, God. Been running a little dry. Because my source has been Sunday. Sunday's closed. Holy Spirit, God created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us. There is nothing we want. Oh, we need you, Jesus. Well, 
up our hands. Let's clap our hands. Let's shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Lord, how refreshing it is, God, to be in your presence. But God, help us to realize that it just doesn't flow on Sundays. But God, the source is our own well, and that can flow every day. We can visit that well every day. Let, let us guard that, Lord. Guard our wells. Stand guard and watch over it because our flesh is going to try to fill that in. Things of this world fill that in. But we got to keep on digging deeper and find our own source. Amen. God bless you all today. We love you. We miss you all. We're praying for you all. Amen. Let's let's do some digging this week. If you've been dry, you need to fast a day or two or all week. You need to do something to get that water flowing again. Because God only knows when we're going to meet again. And we need to sustain ourselves through this time period. And if we have our own well, we have our own connection, then we will be okay. But if we if our source is Sunday, then God help us. Man, God bless you all. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name, we'll see you back here on Sunday. Don't forget Tuesday. Tuesday we have a Zoom meeting if you want to see everybody. Amen. Connect and talk. Amen. Listen to the, the message that comes out on Zoom. God bless you. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name. Thank you.